know. Um, you know, they're 27-point home favorites, right? It's very easy. And then you have that game where you travel to Oxford next week, which could have huge implications on what happens in terms of the MAC championship game. So how important is it tonight for Coach Solitz to stretch? You know, we got to focus on this team that we're playing tonight and not peek forward to next week already. Well, that, that's been Solich's mantra since he came here. You know, one game at a time, one week at a time, beat the team that's in front of you. You're playing against your own standard every time out, no matter who you're facing against. And and by and large, there have been a couple hiccups throughout the, the many years, but, but by and large, Ohio's done that. They've typically beaten the teams they should beat most often in this conference. And make no mistake about it, this matchup tonight, Akron is a team that Ohio should beat and should beat handily. Uh, the, the combined scoring of the last two meetings in this in this series is 101 to 31. <laughs> last year in Akron, Ohio outgained Akron uh, 603 to 74. Uh, like the last two years, the series has been as lopsided as the series can be, and, and I'm expecting something similar tonight. But that's why Solich gets paid the big bucks, right? To have his team ready and locked in and focused, and to not assume anything in what most folks believe will be a get well game for the Bobcats. Well, for the Bobcats, you know, last week against Central Michigan, I think the focus might have slipped a little bit with all the penalties that they had, uh, two costly turnovers. Uh, you know, what what has, I mean, it's been difficult to gauge what they've been doing in practice, but, you know, what what, what has Solich said about, you know, cutting down on the penalties moving forward this season? Uh, to me, a lot of the penalties from last week were a result of the experience or lack of playing experience. Uh, you look, I, I think the number was eight. Ohio had eight first-time starters offensively, defensively. And that's not counting the three skill position players on special teams, and punter, kicker, and long snapper. So that's that's 11 of your, let's say, top 25 guys were first-time starters. Um, you add in a couple guys on the offensive line playing maybe not their natural position or playing a new position for the first time. You add in the COVID madness, you add in the fact you, you rode seven hours on a bus up to Central Michigan, and, yeah, there's there's lots of reasons to, to not be sharp. Um, what Ohio can control, though, is how sharp they are here in game two. And, and again, if you were a first-time starter a week ago, you're not a first-time starter tonight, and you, you better be more on the ball or there will be more changes to come. For instance, Ohio was shuffling the offensive line just a bit tonight. Hagan, Missouri, uh, the veteran, Tons of game experience up front. A right guard is going to slide out to right tackle to try to give the Bobcats a little more stability in that position. And uh, they're expecting uh, the return of Kurt Daniker, a guy who played well at the end of last year, was injured for the opener to, to be starting and playing at right guard. So there's willingness from Ohio to change things that didn't look great even early on. And uh, but, but, again, doesn't matter if you're a first-time starter or not. you got to show improvement from week one to week two. And I'd be shocked if Ohio came out and had another 11 penalties tonight. Do you think that we'll continue to see kind of DeMontre Tuggleby, the, the featured back, as we saw in the first game? Because I think all offseason the talk was kind of about how deep that running back room was with Allison and Ross and Tuggle, of course, being that. But it seemed like Tuggle, you know, was in there for the majority of the snaps last week. Do you think that's a trend we're going to continue to see, or they're going to try to mix in, you know, guys like Allison and Ross a little bit more throughout uh, these next few weeks here? Uh, eventually, that's the plan, right? Uh, again, I don't think Ohio wants to have anyone with 25 reps or 25 carries a night. Mm -hmm. But Julian Ross right now is not available to play. Um, he missed the opener. He will miss tonight. And uh, O'Shawn Allison, who who was dinged up in fall camp, uh, had an ankle injury. So he was not quite 100%. He's probably a little better this week. But, again, two of your top three guys, they're unavailable or, or something less than great. And, and Demontre Tuggle has been really good. 
in limited duty over the last year plus. This is a guy with 14 touchdowns in 13 games. So I, I don't think it's a bad plan to, to make sure you get a lot of touches for right. that guy. But, but, but the depth at running back is, is there. And, but, but, again, you go back to last week and you only get 58 offensive snaps. It's, it's tough to see much of that depth show up when you're dealing with a limited snap count. And, you know, again, it, it's Tuggo has been great to watch. I mean, Tuggo was uh, explosive last year, and he uh, got the job done last week. Obviously, the Bobcats uh, were unable to get that win. Uh, but moving forward, it seems like every game here is a must-win situation for Ohio if they want to go out there and, and you know, have a trip to Detroit this year. Yeah, win or lose at, at Central with the way the schedule set up this this year where every team in the MAC opened with a cross-divisional opponent and play, then will play or are scheduled to play five straight games within the division to finish the year. You know, last week was, was essentially a preseason game for everyone in the conference because your division games matter. They carry extra weight. If Ohio, goes, if Ohio wins this next five games, it's the MAC East champion. There's, there's no doubt. There's, there's nothing that can be done about it. So uh, the, the games now matter a little bit more. you got to take care of the business against the MAC and against the BG. And then hope you you flip those those anticipated closer games against Kent State, against Miami, uh, against Buffalo. So, uh, yeah, last week was the tune-up. Let's let's get out the kinks. Let's let's get everyone on board. Let's get everyone playing. See what we got. Now you're dialed in the cop or into division play, and any one loss now can can really put your your title hopes on on life support. And Jason, one more question for you. We would know you got to cover the game tonight. We want to get you out of here. But just uh, focus on the other side of the ball a little bit now. The defense last week, you know, a little little rocky early on, but we saw they got better as the night went on, got the big stop at the end of the game to give, uh, you know, Curtis and the offense that chance to try to drive down the field and tie or win the ball game. How much of the struggles do you think had to do with just their first time being in live action? Of course, a lot of missed tackles, but that's kind of been, you know, the story across college football with these teams early on in the year. You know, the defenses have really struggled to adjust to uh, not having contact all offseason. So do you expect the defense to, you know, rise up a little bit more tonight and play a little bit better now that they got that first game under their belt? Well, I think they'll, they'll have better results tonight because I don't think Akron is, is equipped personnel-wise, depth-wise, experience-wise, like, like the Chippewas were a week ago. I, right. I think the CMU is just a better offense, right? They, they, they're, they're pretty solid. And your points are valid, however, that, that again, with a start-and-stop offseason, it's not like, not like these teams have been working out since since April, and just waiting for a chance to play. You know they've been shut down for months at a time, mm-hmm. and you saw it all across. You mentioned that you saw it all across college football. Defense, uh, I don't care what league you're in, uh, the SEC, Big Ten, it doesn't matter. Defense isn't what it used to be in in college football. So it's about getting stops, it's about getting timely turnovers, and, and I think in those respects, and, and Ohio had, again, you had a first time starter at safety, first time starter at linebacker. Had two first-time starters at, at defensive tackle. Uh, there were guys out there getting their nose bloodied for the first time, and you would like to think with with that kind of under their belt, they come out and, and show better early on in this game tonight. And, and they got better as the game wore on at Central, but but uh, the chips landed the first big punches early and were able to grind them down late. So uh, yeah, I anticipate a better showing uh, for Ohio defensively because of all those reasons. And uh, if they, again, two of their projected starters two of their projected best players did not play last week will not play tonight in defensive tackle kai caesar and safety alvin floyd uh, they get those two guys back uh and again that's that's another way this defense can get better real quick 
Well, Jason Ark, we appreciate you taking through your uh, your time and calling into the program, and it's it's great to see you covering the Bobcats yet again, especially after the turbulent offseason. Um, but S-U-A-C, Bobcats, stand up and cheer, Bobcats.com. And you can, of course, follow Jason Arkley on Twitter at Jason R. Arkley. Follow along with the updates and stuff. But Arkley, always appreciate it, and uh, good to hear from you again. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. It's, 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 it's fun to talk about cats again and, and not worry about everything else going on in this, this world that we live in. So, uh, But I appreciate the time. Thank you. Absolutely. Again, that was Jason Arkley. We'll take a short break right here on the Sports Fan. We got the Bobcats over on our sister station, WXTQ Power 105, the flagship of the Ohio Bobcats, as we get ready for Ohio and Akron. But we'll step aside for a short break. On the other side, more Bobcat talk as we get ready. This is the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. What in the world is going on now? Find out every weekday at 8 a.m. and 7 p.m. on the World News Roundup from CBS News Radio and on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's Care from the Heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. This is the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. It's the Sports Fan right here on the 97 to WATH, 970 AM, 97.1 FM. Mills on the mic along with Joey Medore. We, of course, have you up until 7 o'clock today. Then it's the CBS World News Roundup. Uh, but it is all Bobcats right here on both stations. The power station, WXDQ, Power 105. And, of course, right here on 970 WATH. Uh, it's always great to hear Jason Arkley, and you know, I'm glad for him. He's back up on his feet. He's uh, you know covering the Bobcats like he's done for the past 15 years with the Athens Messenger. Uh, but, again, if you want to follow his work and follow what he has been doing, suacbobcats.com. Again, that stands for Stand Up and Cheer Bobcats. Uh, but it, it is great to, uh, to have Arkley back out there yeah. covering the Bobcats and adds a little bit. I want to say I've used the word a lot of times over the past couple of weeks, but it has normalcy, a of, yes, ah, predictable. See? You over predictable. there, predictable. <laughs> well, I and that's why I prefaced it with that. <laughs> uh, but still, well, yeah, it's true. I mean, he's been a staple. You know, any yeah. any, any sporting event you go to, with you know, Jason Ark was there covering it, and it's good that uh, he, you know, despite unfortunately him, you know, not being with the messenger right now, he still found a way to be able to uh, go out and be a peed and cover these games. He does a great job doing it, and. Uh, yeah, always good to talk to him. Has a lot of knowledge about the team, obviously. Uh, you know, he's been in and around it for a long time. Right, and you know, I was trying to figure out a way, you know, how do you go out there, and I don't know if it, nothing's behind a paywall for, for Arkley right now. Uh, so I, you can go out there, you can read his uh, game preview that's already out there, Ohio versus Akron, and you know, like you said, I, I didn't want to use the word, you know, test game, because it, it is a, a college football game. It's a, a game that, 
you know, it, it matters. You know, th these are regular season games, and these are the games that y you can't lose. However, you know, you're playing a team that's lost 18 straight yes. games. So Right. <laughs> I mean, there, there's I mean, also that we have to f be fair and balanced, and when you take a look at the whole situation, I, again, it, I, I always laugh about whoever <laughs> voted them as number one. Oh, my God. They got I, a first-place vote. It I, had to be It had to be their own coach, right? I, there's just no other way. Or someone is a massive troll. I, I have no idea. Well, some coach is having a good laugh right now because, my, you know, they are bad. I, mean, I don't know if you watched yeah. that Central. Or they played Western Michigan last week, Connor, but my God. I mean, they had the onside kick, and then they went down and scored, and, you know, that, that helped them kind of get some, I don't want to call it momentum, but from that moment on, I mean, Western Michigan just absolutely stomped them. It was 58-13. to 13. There's nothing new about this Akron team. They're just as bad as last year. Last year was 52-3. to 3. Now, this Ohio team, probably not as talented as that team last year, um, at least at this point of the season. And, uh, you know, it's just... Ohio, I mean, if Ohio loses this game, there's going to be a lot of questions about, uh, I feel like, a lot of things going on inside uh, inside this team. But there, there's just no, I just don't see a way, you know. And as you mentioned, it's a D1 college football game. You right. don't want to say, you know, this is a, a tune-up game or it, it, anything like that. But, you know, you do have to take, I feel like you have to tune some things up before playing a very important game against Miami next week. And uh, you got to figure out how Curtis gets the run game going, right? Because it was non-existent with him in the game. Then all of a sudden they bring Armani Rodgers in and all the holes open up for Tuggle, the holes open up for him, and they ran the ball well. But as we saw, they, tr they clearly trust Curtis throwing the ball more than Armani. I mean, that, I mean Armani right. threw the ball three times in the first game. Curtis was out there on the last game-winning attempt of a drive. So, you know, they got to figure that out on offensively. Um, and on defense, you know, as we mentioned, they, they tend to get better throughout the season, as we've seen the last few years. And they, they kind of got better throughout that Central Michigan game. But as, as Arkley alluded to, you know, they're not playing a, a, a good offense tonight. So if they look bad tonight, then you're going to have to raise some real question marks. And I didn't think that everything last week for as many penalties as there were, for right, as I mean, many... It should have been as close. I agree. Right. It should not have... I, mean, I thought Central Michigan would have been a little bit better. Uh, but that just goes to show even when the Bobcats are off, when you have those penalties, they are still competitive. Yeah, they're still out there, and they are still vying for the win, um, and, and things didn't go their way. You know, they are still trying to figure out who is their, their leading quarterback. Is it Armani Rodgers? Is it Curtis Rourke? Or do they continue to go back and forth for this whole 2020 season? Uh, I personally would, would pick a guy and stick with him uh, because you even saw a little bit on a, a, the, uh, the handoff transfer to, to Tuggle. Right, on, on the, the read fumble. option. Yeah, right. That on was the Curtis. Yeah. You don't have that kind of camaraderie. or You don't have that kind of repetition if you're switching back and forth. I mean, the way that uh, Nathan Rourke would hand off a ball is a little bit different than the way that Curtis Rourke hands off the ball is different than you know, what Armani Rogers would do. And to get that consistent consistency you know, from top to bottom, the whole you know, offense, I think, would be beneficial. You really emphasize uh, the C there on uh, consistent. Well, I was going to, uh, I, grammar, I, I tried to make sure. Had to, a to tongue clean twister up the there. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, um, but, but no, yeah, you're totally to right. Consistent. But to run this offense, you know, we just, the quarterback's got to be involved in the run game. We've seen that. And, Kurt, and uh, Nathan was really effective in the run game. And, you know, we heard the reports that Curtis wasn't quite 
you know, as athletic as a runner as his brother was. He's more of a pure pocket passer kind of guy. And that's fine. He made some great throws last week. But uh, you can't be fumbling the football trying to just get the mesh point with your running back in the read option offense. That's a problem. you got to figure that out. And, uh, you know, it, the worrisome thing is if you get to a point where if you continue this whole two-quarterback thing, which we can get into later, but... We'll see how it goes tonight. You, I mean, you, we'll, we'll see how it goes next Right, week. right. You can't have... Okay, they're more likely to throw the ball when this guy's in, and way more likely to run the ball when this guy's in. I mean, that—that's you know, you're, like, you're giving out your hand before you know the, the cards are dealt. It's like a pitcher who tips his pitch. Right, exactly. You know, every time that the pitcher is going to go and maybe opens and closes his glove twice every time it's a, a curveball. Yeah, you know, hitters would pick up on that. And in if you're an offensive coordinator or you're a defensive coordinator and you can count and you can see what number is behind center. And you can say, all right, Rodgers is under eight center. That means load you're going to run the ball. Yeah, yeah load, load the box. Uh, and then opposite if it's going to be Curtis. you know. But either way, maybe Armani Rodgers, uh, like you said, 58 offensive snaps. You're going to need a little bit more of a, a uh, you know, showing here tonight. And I think they're going to have a lot more offensive reps tonight. And maybe Armani Rodgers gets a chance to go and throw the ball because sure. we really didn't see him throw it all that much. I mean, he no. went one for three. Yeah, three times. Yeah, three three passes. That's right. not going to be. And, you know, I feel like some of the story is coming out that he can't throw. Well, I mean, you can't come out and watch that game and tell me, in, you know, that you know if the kid can throw it. Now, he threw the ball three times. You right. know, um, it's clear that they have more confidence in Curtis throwing the ball. That's a fair point. And nobody has, you know, been, been in the practices like uh, Jason Arkley has told us. You know, nobody's there watching the practice and saying, all right, through practice, he can or cannot throw. Yeah. You can't, you can't tell me unless it's coming from a coach because nobody's been there yet, right? And you can't judge a guy off of just three passes. I mean, that's not fair to him. It's not fair to, to his career. But uh, we'll see what happens tonight because it should be a good opportunity for the Bobcats to try a lot of things. I don't think they're going to be Rutgers and laddering the ball and, and trying, like, weird trick plays like that. But I think that they are going to solidify their offense and run plays that they're going to run in the future. No and one get cares better. about Rutgers. I mean, somebody does. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's a night to establish your running game for sure. We saw it struggle at times, mainly when, when Curtis was running the offense. We saw Armani had a couple successful drives. But Western Michigan's Akron last week ran for 218 yards on 39 attempts. It's over five yards to carry. Okay, if you can run the ball for five yards of carry, you're going to win any football game. Uh, you should, at least, if you're not turning the ball over. And they ran four touchdowns. They did whatever they wanted. I mean, LB went 12 or 16, 262 yards. He didn't really have to throw the ball that much for Western Michigan last week. You know, they did, all they, they did, all they could, they did anything they wanted to against Akron. And we, I don't want to say should expect to see that tonight, but I, I have a lot of confidence that uh, this offense will look a little more crisper than last week. I think... Uh, as long as they're not peeking ahead, I know I asked Arkley about that. He said, you know, Solwitz teams have been fairly consistent with beating the teams they're supposed to. But that's a real thing, especially, you know, you have the rival next week on the road in a game where if you lose, you kiss that MAC tournament, you want to, uh, MAC championship game, you want to talk about goodbye. If you get your second loss at this point, that Central Michigan loss, you know, we talked about it, kind of made a win out from here at this point. And uh, so just make sure you focus on this one tonight. You're, you're, this is a more talented team. Um, you know, Akron doesn't present really any threat to you offensively or defensively, and uh, they just need to come out and execute and get the job done. I mean, as we mentioned, it, it was 52-3 to three last year. It was a terrible game. Akron stinks. I mean, it's, there's just no way around it. And it's going to take a while to get that program built back up again. You know, I mean, Akron, they, they will get better in the future, but they are not there tonight. 
and, and if the Bobcats struggle tonight against Akron, then we got a lot more issues to we, talk about yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, I was about to say it's going to be a heck of a show tomorrow. Then, well, actually, we we won't have a show. We we might have a well, show. It'll be a heck of a show Thursday. Then it it depends on how long the governor will go because if the governor goes past the, the governor is uh, doing some kind of press conference at five thirty tomorrow. So if that press conference goes over, I don't know how long he anticipates to to do anything tomorrow. It might be. Just like what he did I don't know, over the springtime, summer, when he did his announcement, uh, his warning. I don't know what it was. My favorite segments of the day. Yeah, I, you used to run those for a lot. I did. But whenever he does, however long he goes, we'll air the, the governor's press conference. And then if we can have a sports fan uh, on time, we will. If we have to delay it a little bit, we will. But if he goes past 7 o'clock, uh, obviously we're just going to uh, skip the sports fan tomorrow because of uh, the governor. But um, you know, it will be a... Uh, an interesting show should Ohio lose tonight, but uh, oh. all all anticipations I mean, point towards Ohio going out there, getting yeah. the job I mean, done, I can and just, beating Akron. I can just continue to name things. Akron is one and eleven against the spread in their last twelve games against teams with losing records. One and eleven, not just win loss against the spread. Usually, there are a couple couple uh, scores. Uh, underdogs here in this past 18 game stretch and they're one and 11 against the spread that's how bad we're talking here <laughs> i mean this has been a uh, a hapless program here these past uh, coming up on two three years now and you know i don't even think it's worth talking about ohio losing this game because i just think they're that much more talented right but uh as you said if the defense comes out and struggles again or the offense can't seem to get it going, there's going to be a lot of question marks because, you know, we saw what that Miami team could do. And, you know, I say don't look forward to next week, but I will. Miami had a great comeback winning against Ball State, who's got a great offense last week. So this Miami team, they're, you know, they're a team that returns a lot of the offense that won the MAC championship last year. Um, so it's going to be a lot of red flags thrown up if, if Ohio doesn't come out and I, I would say convincingly wins this game tonight. Right. You mentioned about the spread. You mentioned about covering. Bobcats are favored 27 and a half points right now. That's what the line's at. That's a big spread. That's a big spread. Especially in the MAC. There's, I'm not as, as into gambling and, and bets and stuff as you know other people would be. You know, either the yeah. guy sitting to my Me left neither. here I don't know what or uh, you know, other host who's been here for a while. But <laughs> I could tell you, I don't know much about it, but I could tell you that's a big spread. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, uh, whenever that happens... And, I mean, all signs do point to, just looking at past matchups, Ohio's never lost to them at Peden. Yeah. Uh, Ohio's coming off a loss. They need the win. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they covered that spread, but I, uh, if I was gambling, I would not. I'm not big on taking heavy favorites. <laughs> no. Uh, but, again, it is what it is right now. Uh, Bobcats. Over-under is 59, though. That's an interesting it, one. Um, I think I might go with the under on that one. I don't see, I don't see Akron scoring that many points. I would... Yeah, I'd have to take the under on that, too. I see the Bobcats putting up, like, 50. I mean, if you even look at it last year, 52-3, to three, that still would have hit the under of 59 right. if that was what it was. Right. Now, I mean, if Akron goes out there, maybe they get another onside kick or they, they try a couple different things here, all right, maybe they get a score or two. I could see it being 50-10 to 10 or 53-13 to 13 or something like that. I mean, like, but 30, I, you know, like 38-14. I mean, that's, that's a cover right there, you know. Right. Be a pretty convincing win. Right. But we'll see. We will. Uh, we'll see what this game. Of course, that game is kicking off at seven o'clock over on the flagship station for the Ohio Bobcats. 
WXTQ Power 105. You get to hear Russ Eisenstein and Rob Cornelius comes back. on. Were you listening to the radio last week? or you, I think you had it on TV, right? I was here for about the first quarter. We were listening to it. And then right. when you came home, we were both we both watched the second half. Right. I tried to listen to Russ a, a little bit when I was driving back and yeah, forth. Yeah, they brought Cornelius in on the phone a couple okay. times. I was going to ask you that. that. Yeah. I was going to ask because I didn't hear uh, Rob Cornelius at all. Um, but they, they had the guy Chris Bush in there, and I know there was a little bit of a lengthy uh, post game right. with Russ and Bush. Um, but, you know, I mean, they sounded good. And, of course, it's always great to hear uh, Cornelius back on the airwaves again and hopefully better quality than a, than a phone line. So he'll be, it'll be Russ and Rob tonight. Yeah. Okay. I, I, all in, I, from what I've read, it's going to be Russ and Rob. Gotcha. Um, especially since, you know, I, I put out the promotional tweet on our Twitter, WATHWXTQ Sports. So hopefully and, uh, you're not wrong is what you're... Well, no, Rob... You know, do you make a... Rob liked the tweet, so I know he saw <laughs> it. I think that he would correct me if I put out an incorrect tweet. Uh, or he's messing with you. You never know. I don't know. I mean, I've talked to... I've, and I'm now, you've, to, now you've, you've conceded that you were the one who put the tweet out, so everybody knows if it's wrong. Yeah, to blame. Well, it already was wrong the first time because I put out two <laughs> tweets yesterday. There was one that promoted the coach's show, oh, and then boy. there was one who, uh, that promoted the game. And I put out both. I scheduled them both for yesterday instead of splitting them from yesterday and today. Uh, so, but I'm on the plus side, Russ liked them. Russ retweeted them. So I, I had to take down the one and I, I put it back up uh, today. But still, you know, we, we got uh, if you're within that 75 mile radius, you can hear it on the flagship uh, online too. You can check out wxtq.com backslash power 105 and hear it that way, uh, or you can also download the app wxtq power 105. And we, we got all the apps. You know, we got 970 WATH. We got the WXTQ one. Uh, but either way, you can take us anywhere, anytime. And if you're within the range for Bobcat Sports or even the Buckeyes right here on 970 WATH, if you're within that range, uh, you don't, you're not hearing over terrestrial radio. You can always hear it uh, online, which is uh, it's good to know. A little, little good tidbit right there. But either way, we'll cut it to a break right now. And on the other side, uh, some news in college football. Of course, Alabama. And LSU got postponed. Texas A&M and Tennessee got postponed. Big Ben, COVID. Big He's Ben, on the reserve COVID. list. Uh, so we got still a lot to talk about as we get ready and take you up, of course, until 7 o'clock. It's a sports fan on 970 97.1 FM, WATH. In times of economic uncertainty and chaos, your money means nothing. You may not even be able to get it from your bank or ATM. And the money you do have in the stock market will go down and down. What you can bank on is gold and silver. Gold and silver have been a reliable and trusted form of currency for thousands of years. Gold and silver have never been worth zero, and typically gold holds its value during economic turmoil. Call the gold hotline now and learn how to protect your money and your assets with gold and silver. And learn how to set up a new IRA or roll over your current one into a gold-backed IRA. Protect your money from the next market crash with gold and silver. Call now for your free gold guide. 800-281-4224. 800-281-4224. 800-281-4224. That's 800-281-4224. 
Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and has knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Ocasek was the lead singer of what band? The Cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Car. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you'd like to add? Cars, cars, cars. 57 Chevy. Cars. That's Auto Smarts. Friday afternoons at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. That's a 57 Chevy. Cars, cars, cars. Stay on top of the news every hour at the top of the hour with CBS News Radio on Classic Hits 97 and 97.1 FM, WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete. Complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call JK Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Live and local, the sports fan on 970 WATH. Sports fan 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. Mills and Mike along with Joe Medor up until 7 o'clock. Sports fan presented by JK Contracting. They heard from Jason Orkley, and of course, we're getting ready for the Bobcat game that's coming up tonight. You know, we got, you know, I still up? can't figure out why there's going to be cheerleaders at these games. See, I had, I, I know a couple on the cheer team, and they are also, I don't want to say they're, obviously, <laughs> they're, they're thankful for the opportunity, you know, to go out there. Who are you hyping perform. up? Exactly. You know, who, who is in the stadium right now to go on and cheer? It's literally in the name, cheerleader. Who is leading the cheer? Right? Who are they leading? There's nobody out there. There's no one to go into battle with them. Right. I They're mean, a general there, without an army. Uh, you do have the cardboard cutouts. The Bobcats oh, I'm did sure put out get, there. I'm sure they'll get real loud. There's, uh, what if you put just speakers? What is the MAC rules for fake crowd noise? Is that a... Uh... Um, Is that a topic of discussion? I don't know. I used to know the guy who did the crowd, like the, the music and stuff. Yeah. But he graduated. Ah. He, he was a part of the, he was here for three years. Mm. And uh, Isaac, Isaac Andrews. Yeah. From Nelsonville, Ohio. And Isaac. Yeah, Isaac great, was a cool guy. Oh, he yeah, was a great cool guy. guy yeah. loved, loved Isaac. But he, he was a guy who was controlling the music, not only for, you know, Peden Stadium, but he was also controlling it inside the Convocation Center. Um, but I, I think he would have a field day with just... You know, doing the crowd sounds and everything. I'm uh, just confi- like I just don't understand. You know, if we, you know, I don't know. You know, cheerleader. I understand. I don't, I'm not trying to make anybody upset here. No, no, no. But I, like, we, you can have a football game go off without. If you're worried about socially distancing and like, I, I, I mean, as a, if I was a child, I feel like oh, am I gonna stand there with a mask on and yell at like nobody? Like, it just seems very tedious and uh, not really that needed. Well. For, for TV purposes, right? It gives you another shot. You can I go. Mean, do, and, do you, how often does a TV broadcast cut to the cheerleaders in that in the first game? I don't. I can't think of too many instances. I mean, would you rather a crowd? Whenever you're not looking at football, right? Because sometimes they'll open up with like a. Uh, you'll see the sky. You'll see the moon up in the sky or whatever, and you'll see a pan of the stadium. You might get a wide shot. Uh, it, it's another dynamic that maybe TV can use, uh, but still. You know, I, I think that they could survive without having to, you know, cut to whoever. Uh, is the dance team, I know they, it used to be cheerleading on one side, dance on the other yeah, side. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what the plan is. I guess we'll see if we, we watch it on TV. I it's on the CBS it Sports Network. And, of course, uh, you can listen to it live on WXDQ Power 105. But 
Uh, I I, I kind of agree with you. You know, I, and again, I'm I, I'm not questioning the I've, cheerleaders. I had I've had yeah. multiple say that they don't quite understand well, what the purpose is. What you know? And, and again, like like I said before, they lead the cheers. But if there's nobody there to lead, uh, then it it's just what five or six of them all cheering. Uh, and I don't want to say close proximity, but they're closer than anybody. Closer I mean, than us. I doubt they're allowed to run on the field and do push-ups after every. <laughs> I feel like that would violate COVID protocols. Yeah. I, again, I I don't know. Uh, what about the bands marching one ten? I think that they have to be separate, but I think that they can go out there and perform. Yeah, I heard Central Michigan. I mean, yeah, Central Michigan had the had their band there last week. Yeah. Um, so I mean, you could lead the cheerleaders could lead the the band in cheering. <laughs> <laughs> that, but I think the band does a nice job of uh, cheering themselves. I mean, yeah, I, those kids are used. These kids get fired up, man. I listen. I love the marching ones. <laughs> they go out there. They scream. They. I don't want to say they taunt because that's not the right word to use. Uh, uh, I but, don't know. I watch some games in the combo. Those kids. <laughs> they start letting the other team have it a little bit. I don't. But there's a difference between letting them have it and you know actually taunting. There's a penalty involved with taunting, but they they have fun with it, and that's I think what what matters most. Uh, of course, you know, when, when other fans jump in with them and, and when the combo was rocking and rolling, like we were talking with Marty Bannister yesterday, uh, when, when the combo was rocking and rolling, there's no better place to, to sit in and, and watch a, uh, a college basketball game, especially, you know, here in Athens. Um, but the, uh, yeah, I, I agree. I don't know. It is it's, interesting. Like they're, they're there to, the, you know, limit crowd, but you know, I don't know. It is. It's, more, it is. it's just more people, right? And the, the whole thing is to like have limited amount of people in the in the stadium. Exactly. You know? And 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 I was, you know, as you know, I was the on-field MC for the past. I did it last year. Oh, did not do it. I year wish before they made you uh, MC <laughs> in front of an empty stadium the whole season. That would be. Man, yeah, I, I do the electric. Uh, That'd be electric. I do the TS Tech America seat upgrade. You could I'll, just do. You could just do yeah. all the promotions for yourself. Uh, well, uh, I'll take one of the cardboard cutouts, right? It, I'll, I'll yeah, have them the, kick an extra point. There yep. you go. Have them kick the extra point. Give a cardboard cutout uh, free tuition, right? <laughs> to do the whole nine yards. <laughs> so yeah. Well, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Welcome them into the convocation I, center. Know, uh, that would have been something. Well, th- that would have been funny, but also would not have been. Uh, Oh, yeah, it, it goes back to our original. I point. would have went and sat on the bike path <laughs> over top the hill, by the by the river, just to watch you MC in front of nobody. <laughs> it's a, a practice run, right? Right. Get your reps in. Yep. Yep. I, I did actually uh, for the convocation center. The person who was running the whole thing, they had me do it in front of an empty convo. I felt a little awkward because the, the basketball team, this is, you know, Jeff Bowles' first year, you know, it, it's everything, but it, this happened last year. And, you know, she had me, you know, do a read while they were out there practicing. I'm like, I, I did it. You like know, over obviously. the, like speakers and all. Yeah, over the speakers and all. Like they, they wanted to get a sound check. They wanted to, you know, see how the voice sounded in the convo, which is fine. You know, I, I was all right with that. Uh, but then I, I felt bad of interrupting the, the basketball practice that was happening down on the court. Now, you know, they were shooting the ball around. They weren't doing everything. Uh, it wasn't intense or anything, but still, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this uh, commercial read for, uh, for an empty stadium plus interrupt what they're doing down there. It was a little bit awkward, sure, but, yeah, I'll do hey, whatever comes, they tell me, comes right? With it comes with the job. It does. It comes with the job. It does. Sometimes you interrupt practice. And hopefully Bobcats do their job tonight. 
Uh, again, they've got Akron with that spread at 27 and a half. Yep. Um, and a team that has uh, a, uh, quite a job in front of them this week is the uh, Cincinnati Bengals because it is Steeler week. Yeah. Um, and, of course, we got the news earlier that Roethlisberger was put on the, uh, the COVID reserve list. Now he did test negative today. So, uh, you know, obviously he can be brought right back off that list if, you know, they have the two or three consecutive tests that they, I believe is three, right? Three, yeah. So three uh, consecutive negative tests. So he could still play on Sunday, but obviously it'd be a big loss for Pittsburgh. It's going to be a tough task regardless. I mean, this defense has, uh, you know, they, they showed some vulnerabilities in the passing game in their secondary at times. And, you know, just a couple weeks ago, they played Ravens uh, in a game where they got completely outplayed and they still ended up winning, uh, but they gave up like 270 rushing yards. So... They have had vulnerabilities, but for the most part, they have, uh, they've they been a great team. They have guys who can get after it in the front seven. You know, uh, T.J. Watt, Bud Dupree, uh, Cam Hayward, uh, you know, Tewitt had a good game against Baltimore. So they, uh, they can get at the quarterback. And we've seen with this Bengals O-line that, you know, is you know, they've been pulling guys off the street here the past couple weeks. Um, you know, we've seen them struggle against teams with good pass rush. You know, look at the look at the Browns a couple of times they played. Look at the uh, the Ravens. I mean, they just ate Joe alive. The Eagles got after Joe in that game. Chargers, right? Week number one, exactly. Uh, so we've when- seen the teams with that have the pass rushers really give this offense struggles. And uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. Pittsburgh had a close call with Dallas this past Sunday. They didn't look that impressive until the fourth quarter. Um, but this is a big game, and this could arguably be, you know, Burrow's biggest test. You got the eight and those Steelers coming, so it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how he handles that pressure. Yeah, it will be. You know, it's I like the way the offensive line has played over the last couple weeks, even though they had to piece them together a little bit due to injury or what have you. But the offensive line has at least looked a little bit better, and they have protected Joe a little bit better uh, over the past. You know, again, a couple weeks. However, the Titans did not feature a, a great defense, right? Tennessee is a good team. They're a playoff team, I believe, but they are not, you know, a, a defense that is going to come in there and dominate their offense. They, they depend on the offense to hold on to the ball, score a lot of points, and then the defense will step up from time to time, make a couple big stops. But obviously when you had an offense that was rolling like Joe and A.J. Green and T. Higgins and even Giovanni Bernard, you know, when you have an offense that has been rolling like they have been rolling, the defense really could not stop them, and that allowed the the Cincinnati to win. Now, you know, against the Steelers' defense, they have a good defense. They have one of the league's best defenses. It is going to be very difficult not only for the offensive line, but for a rookie like T. Higgins to go out there and, again, it's his first year. So he's still getting used to the league. He's looked tremendous so far. Uh, but it is going to be different for him. It's probably going to be a different look for A.J. Green. He's looked over over the past couple weeks, but you know he's not in his prime anymore. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how this offense will adapt to the Steelers' defense. But the big thing is... If Ben Roethlisberger is not playing this game on Sunday, that opens that's up. That's huge. That's huge. That opens up a big spot for Cincinnati to maybe pull off the upset. Now, with Big Ben in there, I'm not saying an upset's impossible, but it becomes increasingly difficult for you know Cincinnati to pull off a win. But you know, let, let's see what happens. Right. And again, I don't want to get anybody's you know hopes up because, as I said, 
he tested negative today, meaning Roethlisberger, and if he gets two more, he's right back off that COVID list. You know, guys just get put on there when they've come into contact with, with someone who did test positive. So, you know, it doesn't mean he has it. It doesn't mean he's got a quarantine for 14, 10, 14 days, whatever the, whatever the NFL's protocol is. Um, so there's still a chance Ben Roethlisberger plays. But as you do mention, if he doesn't, that changes everything. I mean, that, this all of a sudden, you know, becomes kind of like an old – an old school AFC North you know, type of game with uh, the defense going to be hitting hard and it's going to be an offensive struggle at times. Um, you know, I wouldn't expect this, you know, this Bengals offense that they've showed, they've looked really good in their, in their last few outings. I mean, you know, just looked at Tennessee game. They lit up the, lit up the scoreboard 34 against, uh, against the Browns, 27 against the Colts. Colts have a great defense the game before that. Um, They've put up 33 against the Jaguars. They've had the offense. And this is what we predicted before the season, Connor. We said, you know, they have the weapons on offense that at times they're going to look really good offensively. It's just the defense is so bad, it's not really going to matter all that much. Um, I just don't know because, you know, just like when they face a top-tier defense like the Ravens, they just got absolutely mauled up front, and it, it wasn't pretty. They couldn't do anything. Yeah. It's – we'll see what this, this offense – comes up with right because it all depends on can they give joe enough time to throw the ball right you know, if he goes back to what it was at weeks one through four let's say he only had about two seconds maybe two and a quarter to get that ball off now that's i don't know how, how fast is it uh, uh, a pitch in baseball right how, how much do they have a reaction time to because I, I know you're a big baseball guy but you know you snap the ball it's quick it's quick. <laughs> now, maybe it's not as quick as all right, you snap the ball, you get hit like it would be you know, in, in baseball. But still, there's not a whole lot of time for Joe to go out there and react. But if this offensive line gives him around three, four, five seconds of time at most, he's proven so far in his early career that he can get that ball out there quick enough. Yeah, so he I can I, find I, his intended receiver and, and really hold on to the ball and, and not turn it over. Yeah, I believe the NFL average getting the ball out is three somewhere between three and four seconds is when you want to have the ball out by. Um, and, you know, the Ravens game could have been, because we know this Ravens defense has talked about a lot uh, that they bring a lot of exotic blitzes, right, uh, things that other teams aren't do. Uh, Wink Martindale draws up a lot of different schemes and other guys. So, you know, that could play into it. And there, in that Ravens game, there was a couple of times Burrow did hold on to the ball too long, and, and that's what caused sacks. Uh, and there were other times where he didn't have – you know, more than, as you mentioned, a second to get the ball out. But this Pittsburgh team is going to, they're going to watch that Ravens game and say, we're going to pin our ears back and go after them. And because uh, they believe they can get home every single play. I mean, they think they can get home rushing four every single play. And they might be able to. And that's a scarier thing because Baltimore has, to ha at that time, had the blitz to get pressure. Pittsburgh doesn't have to do that. They got four guys that can go down there and just get after the quarterback. And uh, that's going to, you know, small enough the passer, the passing windows. It's going to make it tougher for guys to get open down the field. Um, but the weak spot in this Steward defense has been the secondary. And on the outside, you know, the Bengals have been, by all accounts, really good at the receiver position. T. Higgins has emerged nicely. I mean, Tyler Boyd's been doing it since week one. Uh, you know, they've had some, some good games from A.J. Green here and there. Auden Tate, he gets open from time to time. they got a lot of guys who can spread the ball out to on this team. Yeah, and, Including Giovanni Bernard out of the backfield. Yeah, and that's without their star running back in uh, Joe Mixon. Yeah, and we'll talk a lot about this hopefully tomorrow if the governor doesn't go longer than 30 minutes. And, and hopefully we'll have Russ, uh, Russ Heltman calling in. Uh, and, of course, we'll have J.L. Kerbin call into the program after the Bobcats game tonight. But, you know, this offense outside of the offensive line 
is pretty good. Yeah. You have your quarterback. You have your skill position players. I mean, Even if A.J. Green is, is aging a little bit, he has still shown production after not playing for about a year, year and a half. Yeah, and I don't so, think that's a thing that's talked about enough either with the, with the whole A.J. Green right. situation. It's not easy to sit out, you know, over a season and a half and just come back out and get right back into NFL speed. And, I mean, as we've seen throughout the season, he's gotten better. It's like Gronkowski down in Tampa Bay. He struggled his first couple games, and now he's, you know, of course, he got, they got, uh, it was a tough one for them Sunday night. But, uh, uh, yeah, the tough one, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's it? Uh, yeah, yes. it was one of the worst games I've ever seen Tom Brady play. But, you know, we're focused on the Bengals. Um, yeah, I mean, A.J. Green has gotten better throughout the season. And, you know, the, the issue is I think Roethlisberger is good enough to light this, this, this defense up. If he has to, now he hasn't been he hasn't been great by any accounts. But they are another team that the Steelers are just always, no matter what receiver they they touch, any receiver they draft, just they turn them, no pun intended, into gold. Because uh, you know Chase Claypool out of Notre Dame, it's been a stud this year. Oh yeah, thirty-one receptions, four hundred and forty-four yards, five touchdowns for Claypool. Uh, on the other side, you know the, the highest receiving yards for the Bengals are uh, Boyd, fifty-four receptions, five hundred and eighty-four yards and three touchdowns, and Mixon. Uh, Joe Mixon still leads uh, in rushing for, for Cincinnati, 428. Uh, but like we said, you know, th- this offense is pretty good outside of the offensive line. Um, and, and for the Steelers, I mean, they're, they're undefeated. You know, I mean, they're, they're, you know they're, they're phenomenal no matter what side of the ball that you're looking on. Uh, if you're looking at the offense, you know, maybe the, they should probably get a new quarterback within the next year or two. Right, I think Ben Roethlisberger is, is at the end of his tenure uh, as a starting NFL quarterback. Do but, not tell a Pittsburgh fan that they'll they'll well, they'll get after you. I mean, you gotta. I almost want to say pull off what Green Bay is doing with uh, Love is that uh, is the backup, right? He was out of Oregon. Herbert was out of Oregon. Love came out of Utah State, but yes, right. he, they did draft him. But you know, have that backup. Somebody who you can say that's going to be a franchise quarterback coming up. Well, they up. still think Mason Rudolph is that for some reason. Um, he didn't look too good last year. No, 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 not at all. They lost to the Browns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now the Browns are getting better. So. But that was last, I'm talking about last year, though. Yeah. Now, Rudolph was terrible. By all accounts, Hodges was better, if you want to look at that. But, yeah, no. That he, you know, Roethlisberger, with defense they have and the other weapons, he is serviceable, obviously. They're 8-0. I mean... They're yeah. doing something right, right? You know, and Mike um, Tomlin's a phenomenal coach. Right? He's, I think Tomlin could be on his way to the Hall of Fame. He could get a gold jacket. Yeah, I think. Well, they haven't had a losing season with him at coach ever, ever. <laughs> and they've had some pretty bad teams when he went at, for a few of those years. But uh, it's it's, a, it's an interesting matchup. Can't wait to pick Russ's brain about it. I'm sure he has you know some next gen level type of stats that he's going to want us to look at. Uh, those are always fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, just on paper, you know. It's gonna be a tough one. Uh, I know this offense has has looked good these past few weeks, but they're they're playing a real defense in the in Pittsburgh this week. Right. It's it's again. We'll we'll see what they do. Um, big defense against a, a talented offense. We'll we'll see what who comes out on top. It's gonna be interesting. I mean, as I said, yeah. this is the biggest test I would say to this point in uh, in Burrow's young career here. And nothing's been predictable this year. I mean, you saw the, the Buffalo and Seahawks game, right? I mean, who who thought that the Bills are going to be better than the Seahawks? Yeah, you know, who thought that the Steelers or the uh, the Saints were going to be better than the Bucks by that much the other night? So it's, it's been I, a weird year. That's in the, the NFL, NFL, baby. That's that it is. Going. That's how it goes. 
Flagship for the Bobcats, WXDQ Power 105. You can hear the Ohio and Akron game. Russ Eisenstein and Rob Cornelius. This was the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. A big thanks to Jason Arkley calling into the program. And, of course, you can find him at suacbobcats.com. For Joe Medora, this is Connor Mills signing off. We'll see you tomorrow. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-L.